Well, I don't. I don't even know how to bring this in today. I really don't. What, the the, the podcast. The, the intro. Podcast, the intro. I wanted to sing. Do you believe in life after love? But I think I've done that one before. I think you probably have. I but feel I like mean, I've, I've sang some share. Um, what share? What's your favorite share song? Oh, yeah, you like that one? I do like that one. We're sponsored um, by Revelator Coffee. This is a podcast. We don't really, it's not a share podcast, even though it may be evolving into such. I, well, I mean, we were Half only breed. like a couple degrees from it as it is. It's not much of a push <laughs> in that direction. Um, oh, it's uh, called Side Talks. I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm walking in Memphis. I'm walking in Memphis. Uh, my name is Corey Kraft. Uh, I don't usually sing share songs. You know what there is, though? Have you heard, Brad? Because if you haven't, we've got to do this soon. Walking in Dothan. I've not heard Yeah, what? there's no. peanut shells on the ground. Somebody did a I'm not joking. thing for Somebody Dothan, did a Alabama. For Dothan. Oh walking, walking in Dothan. Mm-hmm. That sounds rough. Walking. Peanuts everywhere. Peanuts are mentioned like 50 times because <laughs> there's really not a whole lot else. You, you just figure somebody sitting with like a legal pad somewhere. It's like, okay, all right. Uh, peanuts. Yeah, uh, number like, one on, on the list of stuff about Dothan. Two. It's like, what uh, world's over there? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So pause on that because I feel like that's coming back y'all since since y'all are not familiar we'll bring that back but in the meantime let's do what we really should be doing which is talk about movies all right let's talk about some movies walking in Dothan what's this shit that's very calm I was so I told you after I won that Paul Thomas Anderson fight (sighs) I've just felt like my blood pressure just go down I'm feeling really good about things so yeah I didn't, I'm, well i'm glad i'm glad that wanna, that's that's happened for you why salt to a wound you know sure. what i mean why salt sure. to a wound so i kept it really cool and i'm not even gonna back like i normally do come back at you when you're not expecting it i'm just gonna go right into what's the shit okay. i'll tell you i'm watching a film all right the, by the way the guys helped me out with this one i think you know that yeah they threw a real good title at me okay today. okay and so um i mean i actually Rarely does this happen because, you know, I've seen a lot of bad stuff in my life. That's true. This one really got me. Uh, I was like, damn, I'm going to have to go watch this. It's that bad. This is, I was really shocked at how mm, bad this was. Okay. And what's happening here is that there is a, a very intense, intense argument happening on a yacht. And it is two men. And I'm not going to tell you who these two men are because, you know, just a little hint here. If you knew either one of these men, I feel like you're going to get it. Okay. Right? But it is a very intense. I mean, these two are really going for it. You'd almost think that they were trying, they were Oscar thirsty, except this isn't the kind of thing that gets an Oscar. Mm, okay. But I don't, I mean, they were really over the top. It, and and this, ex, this argument accelerates into crying. They're clearly professional colleagues. And this, this argument accelerates into crying. And, and there's things being said like, my kids are your kids. And then one of them says, when you retire, you don't just retire you, you retire us. What? And I mean, I'm keeping it very mild in the way that I am that I just delivered that. And the other gentleman goes, I don't care. And then strangely, a very interesting sex sax comes on. And it's like, it's like very like, are they going to do it? And they start hugging. And these two dudes are not the kind of this. That would be a real strange, very odd turn of events in this film. I'll put it that way. Okay. But it is it is sexy music, and then the hot the hot sax actually evolves into um, into sort of a love score, mm. and they they kind of hug and make up. But it is it's a pretty it's a pretty intense moment. Um, Set on a yacht. 
On a yacht, yeah. Are these are these actors older actors? Mm-hmm. They're not like grumpy old men older, but yeah, they're up there. And by the way, one of them's hair. I had never seen their hair look like this. It was a very odd. How strange. Very, very odd. There was a comment in the room too that maybe there was some like low testosterone level had sort of had like t- kind of topped off, and that was responsible for a lot of what was happening. And I could see that with the hair too. It was, it's a bit like almost looked like maybe a haircut that that Dame Judy Dench had at one point. Whoa! Yeah, it was. Um, it's a real puffy little head that the, that this gentleman had. Um, this is. Uh, can I give you a hint too? This is a sequel. This a is sequel? this is a sequel to a film. I feel like I'm gonna. I feel like Corey's losing today. No, hold I on. I feel like hold on. I feel like you lost the five minute fight. Is this an action movie? It is. It absolutely, absolutely is. And I'll give you give you one more hint because okay. I'm being kind today. You notice I didn't sing. What's the shit in I, your ear and I your did. face and rip yes. face in it? These two gentlemen are. Police officers. Sometimes we refer to them as cops. Is this a bad boys movie? It is not. Hmm. It is not. But it has a similar dynamic. Okay. So it's sort of a cop. Bad boys, I don't think, would exist without this. Interesting. Dare I say that? Dare I say that? So so this is, uh, is this a film from the 80s? Mm, That's a good question. I think so. It's like eighties or early nineties, but yeah, you're you're probably right. It's probably nineties. My guess is it's eighties. Buddy cop ish movie. He's really. Do y'all see how he's stretching us out? I feel like we're about to go. Eh. No, 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 no. There's no. You know, we've never established a time I mean, limit on what's but this. You shit should before. have it. Two cops. Yeah, but how many movies are there? Bad, bad boy. It's it, strangely when you know what's funny is now that we've been collecting VHS tapes, uh-huh. it is insane how many cop movies. Yeah, there there's are. so like, many. Why do cops get so much fucking screen time? So Fuck the police. I'm. Well. Um. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so is this another 48 hours or? Getting close. I'm, warmer, warmer, warmer. Yeah, I'm just. But I'm, we're about uh, to pull the plug. No, no, we're not either. Hold on. Hold on. I feel okay, like I'll I'm on the verge what, no, of this. I'm going to give you the name of one of the actors. Okay, give okay? me the name of one of them. But you've got to get, not only do you have to get what film this is, but you've got to get which installment. Okay. Okay, so really put your head to work here because okay. I'm going to tell you right now that one of the gentlemen is Mel Gibson, that motherfucker Mel Gibson. So this is a lethal weapon movie. It is. It's probably one that I haven't seen by the sound of it Clearly. because I don't I don't remember a scene of them you being need to like go back and manly and crying on a yacht. So I'm going to guess Lethal Weapon three. You got it. No, I've never need, seen Little Lethal Weapon three. I feel like before you leave today, we're going to stand outside and you're going to watch the scene because this thing is insane. I've not quite seen anything like it in a long time. Okay, so but you got it. It's just that was. I, I feel like that's a that's not really that doesn't really count for you. I think no, that's because a, I have yeah, but yeah, like for really a movie I haven't seen, I've only seen the first Lethal Weapon, and I thought it was, it was a good fine. Guess. Good guess. Um, so I'm going to give myself some credit for that because yeah, I just took a shot in the dark there. So go me is what I have to say and, about it. And the other note here is go watch Lethal Weapon three, everybody, because this thing is so odd. When, that, when the saxophone cranks up, you're going to be like, wait, what? I'm trying to figure out what's happening here. It's very odd. I'll add it to the list, please. And now, a look at what we're watching this week. Man, uh, hey, Corey, what have you been watching? What's What's been 
What's been on your radar lately? Well, I have had over the past few days uh, access to the Doc NYC Festival virtually. Oh, very cool. Uh, so I've been watching a lot of documentaries, and I'm pulling up my list of stuff I've seen lately to give you some specific documentary recommendations. Because, Ooh, I love um, it. you know, there, there's some, I've seen some good stuff, uh, including some stuff that may be opening in limited. Uh, theatrical release uh, around the country pretty soon. Um, the film that I've seen that I've enjoyed the most is a National Geographic documentary um, called Torn. It's a okay. it's a mountain climbing doc. Another they, one of those. Huh? They had success a few years ago with Free Solo, which was uh, not only a pretty big theatrical hit, it won the Oscar for Best Documentary Feature. Torn is um, an interesting doc. It is about, um, well, the story of a, a mountain climber named Alex Lowe who was killed in an avalanche um, in 1999, leaving behind three small sons and uh, a wife at home. And his best friend, uh, another mountain climber named uh, Conrad Anker, uh, soon after um, moves in um, to, you know, sort of support this family. But rather soon after the death of Alex Lowe, he, he actually marries Alex's widow Whoa. and becomes a stepfather to the three boys. Now, this film is directed by the eldest son. Okay. So it's a not only a documentary examination of his late father, but sort of the unusual family dynamic that then sort of spontaneously forms by all of these people who find themselves in a great deal of pain uh, and sadness. And it is uh, kind of an emotional wallop of a documentary. Um, are they still married? I, I, they you know? are. Yes, and they've been married. So this for isn't a, like when remember when Stevie Nicks married like her best friend's husband when her best friend died. She yeah, married his husband. That's the only time she's been married. She married him for like five minutes. And was right. like, what am I doing? I'm, I was grief stricken. No, they've been married for twenty years. Oh, now well, that's a, that's I, a I first. Yeah, I first learned about this story in the documentary film Maru, which is another climbing doc from the the folks who made Free Solo. So if you've seen Maru, you you've maybe have heard a little bit about this story. So I didn't expect this to be quite as emotionally involving as it was. Uh, but I really, really loved it. I was really impressed by it. So that's one to look out for. National Geographic by the way, has I had like a really great year. I like to call them year. Nat Geo. Well, who doesn't? Uh, it sounds way cooler. Nat Geo films. Like, when you said National... Am I wrong, y'all? When he said National Geographic documentary, it was like, wah, wah, boring. But if I say Nat Geo, you're kind of like, yeah, I could watch that shit. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's an exercise. Get in with it, Corey. I, my bad, my bad. Nat Geo. Then they've they've had a really good year with documentaries. Um, not only did they release the rescue, the Thai cave uh, rescue documentary I mentioned uh, a little while ago, um, that's hotly tipped for you know Oscar attention, I guess. But there's a there's a COVID documentary called The First Wave yeah. from from Matthew Heineman that's seen about that to come out. out. There. It's really good. Um, they've got a Jacques Cousteau documentary that's yeah, pretty good. That's going to get a theatrical release soon. Uh, it it already has actually yeah. in limited release, um, Very cool. and it's it's really solid. Um, and then I, I feel like there's one more. I thought about looking that at the cinema, but you know what? There's been such a truckload full of great stuff. Right. It's it's, it's a it's packed so year. This the end of this year has just really been packed. Is. And you know we've never really. I have to say through this whole pandemic. Uh -huh. 
if our when our doors were open, we've never really struggled to put something on a screen. Yeah. I just want to say that there's been this whole well, if you were open, what would you play anyway? There's no and I have not I mean now have we struggled to get people through the door? Have we struggled to put something on the screen that people, you know, we can get people to buy a ticket for? Absolutely, that is the struggle of movie theaters everywhere, but there's been no shortage of great films at any given point in in the last since we opened the doors to the cinema at any given point, there's been more stuff to program than I've been able to. Totally. I totally agree with that. And I would go so far, and this is a little look ahead to our yeah. end of the year lineup. Um, honestly, 2000, uh, this year, 2021, has been kind of an excellent year for movies. They've really a has. ton of and great movies. Y'all, our December is wall to wall. It is yeah. wall to wall. Yeah. And January is starting to look that way, too. Yeah. Um, well, Torn, wherever you see it, I do recommend it. Cool. Um, and then I, I just want to shout out a couple things very briefly. Yeah. I finally saw former um, well, well, Sidewalk alum films, uh, Try Harder and Storm Lake, and I mm-hmm. liked both of those. Yeah. Um, and then Great. the new film from the director of Cold Case Hammerschold, which is called The Mole. Nice. Uh, a film about um, a North Korea sort of sympathizer or at least a man who is posing as a North Korea sympathizer interesting who um, becomes involved with this I mean I, I hate to use it in such reductive terms because they they are politically active but it's sort of North Korean regime fan club that starts doing actual business with the North Korean regime and soon becomes an intermediary for arms dealers and like serious, international crime shit that is um, not only captured by this mole, um, but captured oftentimes Mm. on hidden camera uh, by this mole. And it gets really, really harrowing and crazy. Man, these Um, dudes, these dudes live in that world, right? These filmmakers, this is their thing. Yeah. Good on them. And then um, a, a really kind of interesting, almost psychedelic impressionistic movie called Faya Dai. Um, which is a black and white um, documentary that's loosely themed about the the growth of a crop called uh, cot, which is a, a, a sort of stimulant, uh, a, a leaf that is chewed uh, that's very popular. Uh, amongst in a koala lot of, bears? Well, amongst uh, it, it, some uh, Muslim cultures, but it's grown. It's the, the biggest cash crop in Ethiopia. Yeah. So this is set in the Ethiopian countryside and in the cities of Ethiopia. And it sort of traces the, you know, not only um, the the path from like planting to harvesting to selling of this crop, but also the lives that are affected by this business, uh, including uh, a lot of young people who are increasingly politically aware. Gotcha. Um, and it's a really fascinating movie um, for, you know, a very particular audience who's willing to to be uh, you know be, to to watch a non narrative ish documentary for about two yeah. hours that's a yeah. lot of uh, mood and and sensation uh, and stuff like that. Anyway, a lot of really good docs out there. It turns out, it just like, like there's it. a lot of really good movies in general out there. Um, I, I just real quickly want to shout out uh, a couple docs um, doc profiles. Citizen Ash about Arthur Ash, right. um, which is coming soon from Magnolia Pictures yeah. and CNN. Very cool. Uh, and then um, the real Charlie Chaplin, which is coming from Showtime pretty oh, soon. Oh boy, are um, you? About to jizz your pants. 
well. I watched it, and um, you know, there's not a ton that I didn't already know about Chaplin, but it is a fascinating look at that particularly contradictory figure. Um, but but yeah, and you to, are, to you answer are. your question, yes, 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 uh, yes because you are. that was right up my alley. Uh, so yeah, lots of good stuff. Yeah. But what have you been watching? You know, um, you've just come to us with a Santa's bag full of documentaries, and <laughs> and I got to tell you, the, the, the two that I'm about to hit you with, um, first and foremost, I just watched the uh, the trailer for an, a new film that's coming out called uh, Sneakerella. A what? Sneakerella? Am I saying it right, Sam? Sneakerella. Sam Sam called uh, my attention to this. Yeah. You know how Cinderella you, is she's Cinderella? She's got the slipper. This is a sneakerhead. Okay. Sneaker designer um, from Disney. And the trailer looks as bad as the title sounds. Is this a Disney Plus movie? Uh, it's a Disney... Um, yes. Okay. And it's like, you know, look at these. Did you design these shoes? You know, it's the Cinderella story. Gotcha. Only flip the genders and he's a sneaker designer and Sneakerella. And his name is, it's called Sneakerella. I, I don't think I'll be watching mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I bet you will. Yeah, I bet I you will. I feel will. like you're one. Um, and then, you know, I dusted off a VHS of a film that we talked about last week that I'm hoping you're going to watch here very soon, uh-huh. but I don't know if you did or not, and that is The Big Chill. Yeah, so the, the long story short, Barnes & Noble has a semi-regular 50% off Criterion collection sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, The Big Chill has a Criterion collection yeah. Blu-ray, so I went into the store the other day intending to pick it up yeah. so I could watch it, but they didn't have a copy. So, Well, there are other ways to access this film. I'll, I'll see it. I think you should. And I'm going to tell you that, you know, one of the, there's a lot of things we, we've talked a lot about this film, so I don't, I don't need to go down this road too much. Um, but I will tell you that, you know, revisiting it and we, we screened the cinema a couple of years ago yeah. and I kind of sat for the first 30 minutes and it was a time I was very busy um, opening a movie theater. And so, you know, I didn't stay for the whole thing. I had some other crap going on, but um, I watched it in, in totality on VHS as I've been doing. And uh, again, there's no reason for me to, you know, unpack this film completely, but you know, it is a Thanksgiving era film. And I will tell you that um, one thing that I kind of approached it this time thinking about was when I was a little kid, I loved this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was like a little eight-year-old. And so I really wanted to watch it this time around and think, what in the hell about the big chill did I find interesting? Like, why did I like this as a little kid? And the more and more I thought about it, the more I think I felt like that was a peek into, for me, that was kind of a peek into maybe some of my parents' experiences, Uh you know, that I thought, well, this is what my, because it wasn't one of those, I can't wait to be an adult films. It didn't vibe like that. But what it did to me was sort of be like, oh, I feel like I understand my parents a little better. I see, you know, I see these sort of relationships and this, this distance between, you know, friendships that, you know, when real life, well, not when real life, I shouldn't say it that way. When, when the, um, when you decide to go down a, you know, particular path of adulthood, that it sort of, it separates you from, from your friendships and sort of divides, you're divided up um, in proximity to one another as well. So anyway, um, that's sort of a very boring way of saying that uh, I, I think that that was a big part of it as a kid. But I think the other thing I liked as a kid is just watching actors be really good at their job. Yeah. And this thing, I, I love to curse Glenn Coase's name because she's she just, to me, is a mess. She's um, great. She's one of the best. I hear you. But she's great in this. And she's the first, what really hits me and what I actually took back into the classroom with me to, to talk about visual storytelling is the first five minutes of this thing mm. is about as efficient as it gets. And the first five minutes, you learn so much about the main characters. 
You learn so there's so much exposition packed packed in. But the way in which, and I don't want to, I don't even want to spoil the first five minutes of it because there's even a reveal that happens in the first five minutes. But the way in which the, this is what ha, what the inciting incident is, the way in which it's revealed non-verbally is really, really lovely. Yeah, it really yeah. is, and it, it is. I think some of, at that time you've got Jeff Goldblum, Glenn Close, Kevin Klein, Mary Kay Place, uh, Joe Beth Williams. Uh, Meg Tilly, you've got some of the some of William Hurt, right? William Hurt, yeah. You've got some of the best actors of that era, yeah, in, together in in this film, and the ensemble nature of this thing is it is really really wonderful. Well, you know, I love ensemble casts. I know you do. I know you do. And so I, I can't wait to hear what you think. But I do think that just just actors, because there there are some weak points to this thing. Mm-hmm. Do not get me wrong. There's some stuff that's a little hard to take, and there's some stuff that doesn't stand the test of time, and. You know, there's some stuff there, right? Yeah. But I ultimately, when all is said, and, and, and again, again, not a whole lot happened. This is a talky film. Not a whole lot happens. It's a film a lot about grief and, um, you know, and how and and of course, long relationships and how and how tough they are to hold on to. But uh, again, lots of it's not it's not it's not doing a ton, right? But the act, the performances in this thing are worth watching just for that alone. So I can't wait to hear what you think. Yeah. And yeah, that's, you know, it's Thanksgiving. That's the one that, that we decided to pull from the shelf because it's the, the era is correct. And it's also takes place in, in Beaufort, South Carolina. It oh. doesn't ever say that. It doesn't come out and say that, but it's clearly the low country, right? Uh-huh. It's clearly that very strange part of the Southern states where I went to college in Savannah. So went to film school in Savannah. So that, that sort of region has, is so specific yeah. aesthetically. Yeah. And that's a lovely background for this thing too. Okay. Well, you yeah. know, we're, we're, we're knocking on the door of a holiday break as we record this. It's a great I, film, I really Corey. should watch it's it. It's a great November film yeah. to take a look at. And I would love it if you didn't like it because then we could fight about <laughs> it. But I do – I actually think you're going to really – I think you're going to like this and you're going to revisit your Thanksgiving list and probably bump something for the big chill, especially considering you were really scrapping there at the last minute for a couple of those times. Well, I mean, you know, I, I was, but – Honestly, not a bad top five if you have the stomach for Hannah and her sisters. Yeah, true. I mean, it's no son-in-law, but whatever. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Side Talks. We're your own personal cinematic fuck the t- patriarchy keychain. I kind of fucked that up. But fuck the patriarchy keychain and fall scarf. Is, that's a Taylor Swift reference. Jake Gyllenhaal. Give Taylor her scarf back. Okay. Give Taylor her scarf so back. So I suppose you've listened now to the to the 10 minute version of the song. And you've seen the short film. and It's not really a short film. It's a music video with a dialogue interlude. Okay. But I have. And I saw the SNL performance. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. You, does she have a future as a filmmaker? Taylor has a future. Mama Tay has a future of whatever she wants okay whenever right. she wants but it Corey. setting that aside does she have a future as a filmmaker of course she does okay why all even right. ask this question uh, why would right. you even all ask right. the question all right i just i was hoping you know there there are certain major pop stars who have tried their hand let's say at acting and they probably shouldn't do that but it's nobody fun. will tell them that they it's shouldn't fine. do that you it's know what good. I mean? I know. I, nobody's going to tell Mama Tay that either, just right. so you know. And, I, and I'm certainly not going to. I do think that let's just highlight really quickly, and I know this has already been taken care of in a tweet, but the irony of Jake Gyllenhaal having a fuck the patriarchy keychain. Uh-huh. I just, 
that's let's end the podcast well, on that note. You know, he's, Thanks he's, to Revelator Coffee woke. for sponsoring. Thanks to Batwall Studios. Thanks to you for listening. Uh, SidewalkFest.com and at Sidewalk Film on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Check us out there. Bye. Uh, yeah, have we mentioned Give Taylor Her Scarf Back, bitch? Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.